0: Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you and your family. Thank you for listening to the 33rd and final episode of the Career Planning Show, which has aimed to help you launch and grow a fulfilling career. On this episode, we feature the interview we conducted earlier this year with Dallas-based Jasmine Reed-Clark, who is a content creator, career wellness coach, and mental health advocate focused on helping millennial women feel secure at work Inspired at home and confident in their skin. She offers one on one coaching, job hunter packages, and hosts the Anti Girl Boss podcast. Jasmine Clark has been featured in The Financial Diet, Refinery 29, Cupcakes and Cashmere, and The Every Girl. You can connect with her via Instagram at Jasmine Reed Clark or check out her website, jasminereedclark.com. Welcome to the Career Planning Show. Our guest today is Jasmine Reed-Clark. How are you, Jasmine?
1: Good, good. It's Memorial Day weekend uh, when we're recording. So I'm looking forward to spending time with family and thank you for having me on.
0: All right, well, Jasmine, can you walk us through your career journey so far?
1: Yeah, it's been a little bit of a doozy. Um, Right now it is 2021 and I'm 30, but the last 10 years, graduated college with a degree in journalism and communication, pursued a career in marketing and public relations. It was a short stint uh, before becoming a copywriter, working in advertising. And then in 2016, I transitioned into human resources and people operations. And it's really been history ever since I fell in love with recruiting, human resources, Um, but then when the pandemic hit, like so many of us, I was forced to really look at a lot of the decisions I'd made, and I was in a new job at the time, and I scrubbed it from my LinkedIn, so there's no point in looking it up, but it was a company where I, I think I wanted it to work out, even though I had seen some red flags, and it was that pure It just was not a good fit. And on my 60-day notice, I quit uh, during a pandemic, which is very scary, but I'm very thankful that um, A, I'm in a dual income, I'm married, but more than that, my husband, when we first got married, uh, he helped me get my financial life together. Um, and so with that, I, I had the freedom to make that decision for myself. And since then, I've been an entrepreneur and I spent the last year being a career coach. Um, I even had a client recently say, I feel like you're a career counselor. You're like a little bit of a therapist as well, um, a writer and a content creator. So that's a, that's my journey in like a two minute snapshot.
0: That's really helpful. And I appreciate you um, sharing um, that that story and the transition that you made into um, the work that you're currently doing in um, career coaching, the way that I notice you position yourself is to say that you're a career wellness coach and mental health advocate. Can you share about why exactly you're positioning yourself in such a manner and why you're focusing on supporting millennial women
1: specifically? Absolutely. I love this question. So a a quick fun fact, my dad is now retired, but he did, he worked in human resources for his entire career. And I think I saw the more old school effects or the old school methodology to recruiting and having a career. Ironically enough, I said I would never want to work in human resources. My dad took a bet that I would work in it here we are, he won, he brings it up every time I see him. But I think because I saw that old school mentality, I thought, gosh, like what I think is missing is empathy, human connection, things like if there's a gap on a resume, I don't think that should be a red flag. And the thing that I think was really missing, and if there's a silver lining of 2020, it's that more companies and employers are having to acknowledge this. But um, prior to 2020, I just felt there was this missing human connection. And I also felt that a lot of professionals were gatekeeping information. It shouldn't be, it's not rocket science to figure out how to get a job, but yet we make it so coded. So um, we just gatekeep a lot of information. So I wanted to make that way more accessible to all people. People who maybe didn't have a dad working in HR like I did. And additionally, the other thing I think we miss and we still have a long way to go is prioritizing mental health. At the end of the day, we're not products and we have to stop treating employees like products. So with that said, I wanna infuse like mental health into my messaging because whether or not you uh, bring your whole self to work or you are like, oh no, I'm here to work clock in clock out regardless to your philosophy you still have to take care of yourself, whether that's all 24 hours of the day or before and after work. And I wanna keep promoting that because that's something I don't feel like I had. I don't feel like I was empowered to do that. Um, And I crashed and burned super hard throughout my career. And I've learned the hard way that you have to, you have to see it less about career success and figure out, or excuse me, prioritize career wellness. So that's why I like to do it. And I know it's not going to be for everyone, but I, I'm really thankful that I have found um, clients who, who it resonates with.
0: That's great. Well, let's take it on two different paths. First, let's talk a little bit more about career wellness, specifically Mm -hmm. around work, rest, balance. Work is integrated within our lives. So work-life balance just sounds a little bit odd to me. Work-rest balance seems to make more sense. Mm -hmm. And the other secondary path for us to take um, is around helping women career plan. And so why don't we go down the path of career wellness and uh, work-rest balance first?
1: Absolutely. I'm with you. It does sound odd. And in fact, some employers almost use that to their advantage. And then they say things like integrated work-life balance, which sometimes is just code for, we want you to make work your life. Now, everyone is gonna find something that's different for them. I would say, if I was speaking to a client, I would ask them, hey, at the end of the day, what are your motivations? What are your priorities? I recently had a client very kindly challenge me on, um, cause she recently heard me say, I don't think you can have it all. And she's like, I totally disagree. And I, was, and I was able to have more of a dialogue with her. Um, sometimes with podcasts and interviews, you have like 20 seconds to say something, but we chatted more and what I, was, what I told her was, I believe and I've learned you have to have priorities, which it sounds like a no brainer, but when we try to do it all and give a hundred percent to everything, it's hard to really fill up your cup day after day. I've tried it and I and I joked with her, I'm like, if I can find the way to do it, I will be a millionaire overnight because <laughs> I'll sell a book and the rest will be history. Um, and I think it's important to know that your priorities can change with, with seasons, which I know kind of gets into women in career planning specifically. But to really make it more uh, focused on myself, I think after 2020, um, my husband and I you know, we, we we have parents with compromised immune systems. So now going into 2021, my priorities are family. I am an on like his sister is having her first baby in this summer, so family's really huge. I also want to have the flexibility to uh, really continue to maximize the time that we have while we get to work from home in this weird pandemic world we live in. And finally, For me, it's also physical health. Like so many, I definitely coped and self-medicated with food and alcohol in 2020. So I am on like a completely cleaner lifestyle right now and realizing like, hey, I wanna get that in gear. So for me, it's really building a work-life structure that is going to allow me to do workouts, go on road trips like today to go see my in-laws and really carve out time to speak with family. Now, do I wish I could jam-pack way more into that? Absolutely. But because of that, I've been able to make sure that I have uh, a North Star to look at. Um, and then, the, the other, excuse me, the other thing I'll add to that, being an entrepreneur, I am someone block scheduling has saved my life. I want to just have a to-do list and really just check things off all day long like I did in a corporate nine to five. Um, But I have learned that block scheduling really allows me the grace to say, hey, you went at this for two hours, you know, it could be a specific client. Okay, you did your best. You'll try again. I usually do uh, career coaching and recruiting Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays. And then I try to do personal things, um, whether it's content creation or personal writing on Wednesdays and Fridays. And I think that has also allowed me to have more grace and feel that I have more balance in my life, even though I'm not perfect all of the time, ever actually. Um, and then did you want me to get into the, like how I think women have to do career planning?
0: Yeah, let's definitely switch into that. And I, I actually like the, the concept of block scheduling that you were just mentioning. I think is definitely a helpful concept that can be particularly helpful especially now with um, COVID-19 and the kind of work environment that we have where, you know, you walk by somebody's home and you see them on their computer at 7am, you walk by 7pm and they're still around their computer and you're thinking to yourself, I, I really would like to talk to this person as they walk out their door to maybe walk their dog and just tell them, hey, like really, like let's like there's there's more to life right there's more
1: like I totally fell to into block
0: that. scheduling and any second time where you are able to do something different um is, is something that is very helpful
1: and one thing and I know this is a privilege of you know being an entrepreneur but I even do like some of my personal errands during the day so it literally is like you because I realized I, realize I had this mind shift and I think it's really prevalent in American culture. You only matter like before 7am and after 7pm and that's something I would love to, um, to move away from. So yeah, I even like run my personal errands during the day and I'm like, you have to get out of the house, Jasmine. So I'm with you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, let's sh- let's shift over then to what are some of the things that women should consider as they map out their careers and some of the considerations that come into play.
1: I think women, uh, if we're just being candid, have to think about family planning, financial planning, um, retirement, um, and really the role that they want to play within their family's lives. And that's just a thing that we all have to answer for ourselves. Um, one thing I'm learning and I'm 30, so I might have a different answer when I'm 40 or even 31, but I would say, do not, do not like marry yourself to one idea. It is okay for there to be a paradigm and for shifts to happen. Um, you might want to be climbing the corporate ladder. Um, and then you have a baby and you are really focused on your baby for a few years and then maybe you do wanna go back to climbing the ladder. I think uh, just just like we maybe previously in the 20th century had this obsession with, are you the good girl or the bad girl? I think in the 21st century we have this obsession with, are you the career mom or are you the like stay at home mom? And I really hope we can uh, lend more rhetoric and examples to show that you don't have to choose. And it's really just like, who are you? Like who are you Jasmine the person who are you you know Monica the the employee so that is one thing I think women have to consider another thing how do we want to advocate for ourselves I know I struggle with wanting to please everyone how do you want to advocate for yourself Um, how do you want to communicate Um, what disposition do you want to lead with and I think I really believe that I have found a really healthy balance of advocating for myself while still feeling that I'm staying true to my values and my core mission. So I think that's another thing women have to think about. And it's not always easy, but I would advise anyone to really sit down and have that introspection and think, who am I really? And stop thinking that you have to put on a Miranda Priestly mask or emulate some of the things that we see on television.
0: hmm why don't we take a look at what are some of the tools and resources that can be helpful as a woman is desiring to feel secure at work, inspired at home, just have a holistic life, um, both within the workplace and outside it. Are there any tools or resources that come to mind as you're speaking with women about their careers?
1: Absolutely. There are so many and I want to say up front, what might work for one person obviously isn't going to always work for the next. But just know that whether you're an introvert, an extrovert, a visual learner, an audio learner, there are so many resources. But I would say the top and the ones that I recommend most. First, really finding your community. Now, I think when people first hear that, it sounds a little like find your tribe or find a sponsor or a mentor. And that can totally be what it is for you. But even just having your friends, I think too often we think that we can, to connect with someone means we are making connections with people who are really visible in the community or people who have a really impressive Rolodex. But some of my greatest, in fact, the job that really changed my life and my career, I got it because my husband's friends stepsister work there. And she wasn't anyone quote unquote important at the company. It's just realizing that when you lead with integrity and you keep your value system at the forefront of how you, like I said, how you communicate, how you advocate for yourself, how you make decisions and prioritize your life. I really believe things can open up for you and you're just going to be more privy to the opportunities in front of you, including the people. So with that said, community, and if you're like, I don't leave my house. I hate everyone. That's fine. There's like Slack channels. There's online organizations you can be a part of. Uh, There's paid services. So I think you can find community both in person and virtually. The next thing I would say is YouTube. I am the biggest YouTube viewer in the world. If you have questions on anything from negotiation to what to wear to an interview. Um, in fact, I obviously I, I don't work there but I had interviewed with a consulting firm, one of the big three consulting firms and it, it really like scared me. I had been in startup world for so long and I was like what do I wear to this interview? What do I say? Turn to YouTube and there's really a niche for everything and then finally, podcasts um, and audiobooks. I will recommend the Gold Digger podcast, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Jenna Kutcher is incredible. at her. I've done her paid programs that are tremendous, but her free, valuable content um, has also helped my business. But if you are working a standard nine to five, I really recommend the Career Contessa. Um, there's a book, Power Moves. I, obviously recommend the financial diet who I work with a lot Um, they are really geared towards the everyday woman who maybe doesn't want to make her career her whole life but she also does want to make some of her aspirations achievements so so those are some things that I I recommend to clients
0: that's great well these are helpful and I'll certainly link to them in the podcast uh, notes now if we um if we think about all the different clients that you're servicing, um, the podcast that you have developed, the content that you're developing and um, putting out, whether on your website or, or other websites, um, which is actually how I first came across you, where you um, contributed an article um, with your story, a very open um, description of your story to, to becoming a career coach and what that um, entitles. Um, some of the challenges and, and the joys of it. Um, what are some of the things that you draw inspiration from as you um, are on your journey or as an entrepreneur, or someone who's developing content, as someone who's advising others regarding their careers?
1: I love this question. One thing I was really nervous about, especially within my first year, I thought, what if I never go on a job interview again? And I, and all of my advice becomes outdated. Um, And actually I, I I had the career contessa's CEO, Lauren on the podcast. And I asked her this question on the podcast, but also offline. And she said, you're going to continue to have clients who tell you stories and you're going to keep going to webinars and you're going to keep connecting. So not only will you get secondhand anecdotes, she's like, you yourself, you're going to negotiate new contracts, sponsorship. So she's like, it might look a little, the jargon might be different from when you were working in HR or social media, but you still have to deal with negotiation, networking, communication. And everything she said has really come into fruition. So I really draw inspiration from everyday life. In fact, I to be completely candid, going back to having those seasons right now. And I'm someone who loves home decor and I love organization. It is not a priority right now. And I totally cried this week to my husband. I'm like, I just, I feel like our, our house isn't as clean or as beautiful as I'd love it to be. And it's like, that's not what this season is for, but I took note and I dropped that down of like, Okay, I'll ask myself, okay, why are you crying? Okay, what lesson is it? You know, and then I I usually come back to that ongoing list because three months later, maybe I actually have advice. So when I'm crying, I write it down. And then when I feel like I have a lesson, I write it down. Um, And then what I can share with you that I haven't written about publicly is success Success isn't always cheerful. You know, the last two months I've had my biggest months financially. And you would think, you know, when you first start out, you're like, that's all you want. You just wanna have so much work coming in through the door that you have to say no to people. Um, and now that I've, I've been there and I had to offboard clients this week, not coaching clients, but other clients, I was helping um, with company consulting it's hard and you cry and you wonder if you're making the right decision and I've learned I'm in a season where success doesn't always look like a champagne toast it can also look like having to cut ties and sever ties with things that no longer serve you um so again those are things that I write down too um but yeah yeah so as cheesy and cliche as it sounds I draw inspiration from everyday life but um shockingly there there is still a lot there even uh as a coach
0: Mm -hmm. and as an entrepreneur
1: yeah exactly oh (laughs) my god yeah
0: (laughs) all right well what's next for jasmine
1: Mm. what is next man it's a funny i'm like all i can think about is the holiday weekend and an upcoming vacation but (laughs) professionally speaking I am just working with my clients. I'll have some openings again in August. I am thankfully in a place where I'm really being able to pivot a lot of my energy and focus on my clients. Um, And I have some new content coming out that I'm working on in the background. I wanna be able to deliver more free content. Something that I am learning as an entrepreneur is I would love to make my pricing far more accessible, Um, but you are running a business but i was talking with my husband i'm like but i want to be able to be accessible to the girl who is 22 and paying off her student loans how can i make that happen so i'm gonna do a big uh, youtube revamp so everyone should stay tuned for that and then i have the second season of office politics coming out uh in july so um that is something else to look forward to
0: that's exciting so how can um the listeners to the career planning show keep in touch with you um perhaps through your website or any of the other resources that you're putting out would you mind
1: them? yeah for sure so my website is jazminrayclark.com so j-a-z M-I-N-E-R-E-E-D-C-L-A-R-K. Same on social media at Jasmine Reed Clark. And then I have an Instagram for Office Politics. So officepolitics.podcast. But um, yeah, I'm always usually on the financial diet and cupcakes and cashmere, but I'm most active on Instagram. So totally feel free to follow me there.
0: Great. So I'll definitely link to, to those resources. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jasmine. I really appreciate it.
1: Of course. Thank you. And happy
0: holiday. This is the final episode we're planning to release in the career planning show podcast series. To review our past episodes, visit reshkhanu.com. That's R-A-S-C-A-N-U.com forward slash the career planning show. Thank you for listening.